Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome, welcome, and can we believe round four? That's right, round four is already here for the NBL. This is the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast NBL edition, and we're going to get you ready for all things round four. Lots of moves, lots of teams to talk about. We're going to preview, we're going to talk about our trades, we're going to talk about coaches, we're going to talk about captains, we're going to talk about everything on this podcast. But before we do, I want to throw it over to and introduce my co-hosts and the experts themselves, SE Matrix. Maddie, how are you, mate? Oh. Just in my element, I've finally found it in my heart to pump my Broncos jersey back out again and just be proud of them for the year ahead. Because after last week, yeah, it won't be the Bullets year. Ooh, big statement early, big statement early. Hammer, how are we? I'm good, mate. Back in the library this week. A lot of research going into round four. So a lot to unpack tonight, boys. A lot to unpack, a lot to read, a lot to go over. Now, we cannot move on without mentioning our sponsors and those that support us. Big mention to the Standard Squeeze. Make sure you go and use our promo code INSIGHT15 for all your 15% off needs for their products, their services, their everything. And if you're looking for a home loan, don't go any further than Ryan from Astute Finance in Newstead. Go to Ryan, make sure you let him know that the Insight Boys sent you and he will help you with all your home loan needs. Hey, Ryan, shout out to you, my friend. He knows the inside (laughs) joke. We're moving on as well, and that'll be it for me. I'm going to not talk about sign out. I'm not going to talk about shout outs. I'm not going to try and use move ons. I've been given some critique, and I'm going to move along nicely without trying to do any of that. But that means we go into our first segment now, which is Breaking news with Matrix. Is it with me now? Cool. It's your segment, man. It's time for some news from around the league. Oh, he's a bit slow with the jacket today. <laughs> Welcome to the Insight Podcast Network. Source Williams is back, which means popular supercoach player Tyler Cook is Max gone. He's gone. It doesn't look like he'll be playing for any other NBL team. Adelaide can't afford him, the one guy team that had the roster spot. Um, So he's going to find, you know, playing in Israel or whatever. Fantastic. Um, 14% owned Ben Air is out. So he's gone, not playing. Um, Yeah, which is big for 14% of the people, as mentioned. Uh, Joe (laughs) Luol Achul will be a game-time decision. But if he plays, he will have no minutes restrictions, which will affect 36% owned Ariel Huck-Porty. And DJ3J is officially with Adelaide and will suit up tomorrow night. Hammer, tell me about your boy, DJ3J. Yeah, he's in Adelaide. I I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, (laughs) It's a logjam at guard, isn't it? Like, they really have to go after a big now. They can't bring an import point guard, surely. But a little bit of bad blood, too, between the Kings and, and DJ in the media. So interesting watch this week. Yeah, I saw that. And they don't play till January. But 
I wish that they just lined up a game straight up. That would that would be hot sauce. Yeah, for sure, man. The uh, the biggest news out of that though is uh, JLA, right? I'm uh, I've been playing with my team a little bit this week, and structurally my team is absolutely up the shit. So I may might even look at JLA as a point of difference and bring him in and captain him. Ooh. Ooh. Nah, for me, for me, Huck Porty is going to be staying in my team until they finish this double game week stretch. I think that's the right move at the moment. Until we see what the minute distribution is, I don't think it can hurt me too much. But sometimes you've got to swing for the fences. That would be a big move. I think what I enjoy the most about you and your news segment just then is you've realized how hard it is to actually follow a bit of a script rather than just answer some questions. I, I, I like it. You actually get a, you get a little moment of having to sit in my seat and go through it. But... I must admit, right. you've improved a little bit, for sure. We'll give you I, that. I write the script, my friend. And can I note that uh, that Hammer didn't say that he was going to get rid of Huck Porty. He just said he might get Joe Luala Chul, which is multiple <laughs> double game weeks. That's like two double, double game weeks in the same fucking game. It's yeah, like a bit of a Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan and David Robinson, kind of the twin towers right next to each other. Is that what we're going for? Yeah, doesn't Tim Robinson. doesn't quite work with Supercoach too much, I don't think, though. Look, I want to acknowledge everybody that's over there putting the comments in. Thanks to all our viewers. Uh, this show doesn't work without all your comments. You guys bring the life and the love. So make sure you keep dropping your comments over in the segment over there. We'll get to as many questions as we can. We'll definitely leave a segment at the end um, and look back at some of those questions that are in there. Most likely, we will go through it now in our next segment as we preview the games coming up this week. I'm going to start with you, Hammer. You can take this Let's one. review the week the... just gone. It's time for game talk. Got to remember these videos you've got now, mate. It is time for game talk. We're going to start with the biggest one of the week because these two teams, with only three teams with double-double game weeks this week, and they are Adelaide and Southeast Melbourne. So a bit to talk about in this one. Uh, Hammer, kick us off, mate. Who's to, who's yeah. to talk about? Look, both are on double game weeks, so they're, they're probably teams we need to address. Uh, the centre position, forward position, it seems to be the weaker one with a lot of really good guard play this week. So potentially looking at Wiley. That, that's one name that I've sort of dabbled with. Uh, don't love it, but I'm not seeing a lot of other value at that forward position other than Creek. If, and, and I'm one of those guys who can't probably afford him. So what are your thoughts there, Matrix? Yeah, it is a just uh, – Adelaide have the worst schedule in the world. After this mm. week – they are on singles until round 11. Let that sink in. It's currently round four if you didn't read the headline. But Wiley is definitely a one-week play, and that's all it can be. But we did it last week. Um, you know what? If you did it with an Adams or something, it would have paid off, and there's really not much else unless you can spend the money on risking it with a source, Joe Luala Chul. Like, at least while he's 100K cheaper. Yeah. And, and this is where you run into trouble with having a bench that's not playable. So in, in my two forward positions right now, I've got Henschel and I've got Kyron Galloway, neither of which I'm, you know, going to throw on my starting lineup. So I need to bring an A forward next to Travers, but um, that's something I've got to work through. The, the other ones from this game, there is some real value in, in Southeast Melbourne, right? Gary Brown and Will Collins are the two names that, that I'm probably going to have in my squad. Uh, yeah, like 
Brown is potentially the, the captain option, not named Mitch Creed. I agree with you. Uh, what do you think, uh, Rob, about um, – look, we're not going to talk about captains yet. We've got no, a whole segment no, no, for me. it. But these are the premier guys this week. Yeah, for me, though, I want to touch on the point that you guys just mentioned there, which is the idea of do you take the risk on an Adelaide-type player when you know it's a one-week-in, one-week-out type thing just to get that double game week? That is what I'm tossing up at the moment. I'm sort of more inclined. I have talked about maybe possibly taking Trey Kell. It's still on the cards for me, but I know it's an in and out which I'm nearly tempted to take the risk on a PJC and just take his single game week, knowing that sets me up better. Although that'll leave me with only three double game starters this week. But I'm very much inclined to go with a Mitch Creek and a PJC. Reason being, everyone's got to be careful they don't log jam their team with too many yards. And I think that's what's happening in the moment and people aren't planning forward. They're thinking they're going to bring these players in, but they're going to be log jam with guards that don't move anywhere else. And then you are stuffed. So make sure we look forward. So that's where I'm at. Um, one thing I noticed, and maybe I'm just spelling his name wrong, but is DJ3J even in the Supercoach game yet? I haven't seen him. Yeah. I've tried to spell his name five ways of every other way and probably spelt it wrong each time, but I cannot find him there in the Let's game. Put it, we'll put it, put it to the community. Guys, if anyone out there listening along, go and have a look now. It's pretty tough for us to keep clicking along and doing different things. Let us know in the comments. If he's there, I was spelling his name wrong. It'd be odd. They were pretty quick at getting Cook in there, so it would shock me if they didn't get him in that quickly. If he's That's in because there, they thought though, people were going to add him. If he's in there and you're looking at him, I don't think he's, he's worth looking at. No, no, I won't. Like I would assume if he's coming in, I don't know what he finished last season at, but if he was a new unrestricted player, he's coming into that sort of 230,000 mark like, a, like what a Craig Moller or a Reese Vague came in at. It's, there's no value there. The selling will surely be in one of the two million books Hammer has behind him. Got to give. I'm gotta, pretty gotta, much gotta on with my leather-bound books and the smell of mahogany. <laughs> and 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 I know we want to keep this classy, but um, I didn't think anyone still owned encyclopedias. Hammer, you know, there's something called Google. Um, and um, Coach G's also mentioned that the old door-to-door encyclopedia salesman got to Hammer, so she was pretty. Um, we've also got Global chiming in. Um, can you just let us know what's your favourite book, Hammer? And um, and Lisa's also asking why is it Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> Welcome to my playroom, everyone. Round yeah. four. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, or is it just Hammer's Tinder Diaries? Um, I actually yeah, like, wasn't. A... Yeah, I actually wasn't aware you could read so. I'm going to bring this back to the NBL Supercoach because that's what all our viewers are here for. Actually, that's it. There was that, there was that many comments, are they? No, they're, not. They're, that's maybe, not what they're Maybe Hammer's just got everybody included. We're going to we're gonna go to Illawarra, Illawarra versus Melbourne. Um, I'll throw to you, Hammer, to start this one out. We talked about this on our wrap-up show as well to get everyone ready. Now we're into our reviews. Um, Delhi out. Illy is the big in. Huge. Matt's looking to bring in Ilya. That's probably one you can take, buddy. Yeah, it's like I'm walking on a tightrope. Um, for those that get the reference, um, look, Shay Ilya's going to get the opportunity now uh, with Delhi out, and he's better than Ian Clark. Um, 
it's just somebody that I might have the money to move from a 100K player to a 220K player, get a massive upgrade with two double game weeks in a row. I'm not saying it's the right play. I'm not even sure it's the right play for me. But the opportunity's there. The double-double game weeks are there. I think it's worth a trade. For me, it's trying to work out whether it's worth a boost. Exactly right. And that's what we've always said. Where schedule meets opportunity, it's worth having a look. But I think Rob brought it up before, and this is what's got me concerned, is there's so many good guards available in the next couple of rounds. Is it worth carrying talent on your bench? Ellie's probably playable this week, but... Next to a Brown, a Cummings, a Robinson, a PJC, you can't have them all. And, and Illy, the, the, the most attractive thing is that sort of 220K price tag. And the yep. only one that you've got to go against is Trey Kell there in that sort of price bracket. And I just think if you can't afford a Cummings, like if you do the right trades to get yourself with a, with a Mitch Creek, and I love Mitch Creek this week. If you do all these trades to get yourself with a Mitch Creek and you find yourself with, after you trade out your next guy, 230K, I think you could do worse. Yeah. Yep. But talking of Mitch Creek, though, that break even is, is, is a little uh, scary. Yeah, it is high, but I've been losing money on Mitch Creek since day one. So why stop today? So he's got a break even. Yeah, with the break even of sixty, with the break even of sixty six, they still reckon he's going to score a fifty nine. And even if he does that, he's dropping six k. It there's small margins, and when you start looking at a, a Galloway that people have, he's still got the break even of six. Even with scoring a twenty two, he gets fifteen thousand seven hundred k. With Saar, with a break even of two, scoring possibly twenty four. He's got 21K possibly coming his way. So you can make it up in other areas. And that's maybe where you've also got to take the risk this week from a, a point standpoint. So I'll put the question out to you guys. You've got, because we were talking about him just before, you've got a Trey Cal or who's going to have his double game week, or you've got a PJC who's got a break even of minus 14 who can make 45K this week, even if he just scores 31. Sometimes you got to take that maybe 15-point hit, but you're going to get some serious cash to help you out in what's going to be an extended season. And it's going to save you some trades in the future. PJC has the cream schedule coming up, whereas Trey Kell is just in purgatory until round 11. Yep. I, I'm going to and take not to mention I, I, I think I'm Adelaide is purgatory. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, before we before we get to the next game, I do want to put in one name in there as well is Chris Goulding. So we're talking about possible forwards instead of talking about guards. We're talking about Delhi being out. Does Bubbles start to put on some bigger scores with our Delhi there? I'll, I'll go to you, Matrix. You're tapping yourself on the chest. Hit me. Does anyone accidentally type in Bubbles when searching for Golding in the Supercoach search bar? <laughs> because no. I do it all the time. Um I actually don't look for him that much, but I did it today. And look, he he isn't probably he is probably a worthy risk on a double game week coming into two game weeks because we know that he can blow up, but his floor is so low. Like, don't be yeah. disappointed if you get 10 points for the whole week. Uh remember just four weeks ago we were calling him Owen Gilding. Yeah. The only upside for me is he's guard fort eligible. Probably, probably the only other things to mention from this game, Rob, is I see you've gotten the notes that uh, 
who's your first player traded out and why is it Justin Robinson? Uh, <laughs> and if we rewind back to back to Monday, yeah, it's, it's got Matrix all over it. If we rewind back to Monday and I was saying he's dead to me, I may have left him in my team. I don't hate it. I just see him playing against Melbourne. But is it a better guard matchup against Melbourne with Delhi out there? He's a defensive powerhouse, if it's not it's anything else. It's more of a, a structure thing. I was desperate to bring PJC in, already holding Robinson. But they've got the same schedule over the next two weeks. So both are on a single, then a double. Can I really afford to take out Justin Robinson to bring in a guy on the same schedule and then not have the trades up my sleeve to, to bring in, say, Gary Brown? It's, it's and you've used your boost. I think, it's, I think it's relevant that we're going to make sure we tell everybody that you've also used your boost. So Early, that's a yeah. smart move. You've used your boost, so you've got to be smart, as have I. So therefore, we've got to be smart with some of these moves and do the math to what's going to help us moving forward without taking too much of a hit. So mathematically, what you're saying makes perfect sense. Absolutely. And there's people in the chat saying that they're going to back J-Rob to turn it around. Like, we forget we do have such short memories, uh, like Goldfish. Uh, the week before, you know, it was all God, Justin Robinson. And now it is, yeah, you know, let's trade him out. But that was my note. Only as good as your last game. <laughs> Two, two names I want to mention before we get to your Brisbane Bullets because this is their only games uh, this week. So we want to make sure we mention these names. So I'll, I'll put them both in the same question. Um, Albert's still got money to make. I believe he does. The question here is, Travers, is there a bit of panic stations with his 56 break even? I'll go to you, Hammer. Panic stations on Travers? Uh, I don't think so much panic stations. It's not good, but... The schedule's saying you probably need to hold him for a couple more games. There's not that many more options at that price tag. And he hasn't been setting the world on fire, but he's definitely capable of, of going big. And and given my track record, he will just go nuts the week after I get rid of him. So I'm going to hold for now. So even with a predictor of him scoring 46, which is what, 23 each game with a break-even of 56, he only loses 9K. And that's a very low predictor of what he's going to score, especially with Delhi out. Yeah, maybe he gets the ball in his hand a lot more now. He's also going to look to be more offensive-minded uh, without Delhi. Delhi's actually—it it sounds weird that we talk about this and Delhi in this way, but Delhi's been really offensive, lately proactive. So, or does it go the other way with JLA back? Because JLA, as we know, has never seen a shot he doesn't want to take. So, <laughs> we'll see. Just, uh, just remember, though. Just remember that he is playing Illawarra, which we were hailing the perfect team to play as well. I think they've got most points against. Am I right? Or they're in the top two or yep. three, that's for sure. Yep. Yep. Have to be. Um, Southeast Melbourne versus Brisbane. We've touched on Southeast Melbourne a bit, so let's make sure we get to the, the Bullets players. So I'll throw to you, Matty, on this one. Uh, let's start with the question. Soby, Scott, or Chris Smith? Options? Look, I don't think Chris Smith is an option yet, but I think that he's somebody that we will be looking at in a little bit. Um, Brisbane do have a double game week next week. And I think Sobe Scott or Chris Smith on their night can just absolutely light it up. But I think we just need to remember not to bring in a Brisbane player this week. Um, none of the break-evens really shout out must own this week in a single game week. and. Yeah, why not just add them on a double game week? 
Yeah, for sure. And, and if you bring in someone on a single with the money on the line, you, you're thinking Parker Jackson Cartwright, she'd die. But Sobe Scott, similar prices now. I love what both of them bring to the table. Chris Smith, he's not in the same tier as those other two production-wise. Bannon's still out for a couple of weeks. Uh, we've also got down here uh, Tyrell Harrison. Still got money to make? Yeah, I think he does. Like, we're this week and then we're the end of next week before um, Big Bangers comes back in. Yeah, I think there's still some money to be made. Can can I just yeah, mention, can. can I just, I've got to really just bring this up. It's, I've got to get off my chest. Because that could be the last time that that soundbite gets played. He's out. It probably means more opportunity for Cummins and Brown. The, it makes those guys, like the rotation has been those three guys in the guard. And it makes those guys a lot more viable this week with Air being named out. He did have a higher break even now. There's absolutely no reason to keep Ben Air. But my question to you guys is getting rid of Ben Eyre, is it boost worthy? I'm in this exact position. I've, I've been holding him for this round, wanting to get rid of it after the next one. And I saw that news come through today. I don't know if it's confirmed if he's out for one or both games, but I did have a look at the boost. I don't think it's worth it if you've already used one. If you haven't used one, Potentially, there's some guys. If you could upgrade him, I don't know what cash you got in the bank, but there's some guards at that sort of 270, like obviously a Parker, Jackson, Cartwright, Illy. They're probably two you could be targeting with the cash that you could free up from there. Can I throw something out to you? Because I was having a chat with uh, Corey Blackledge, one of our listeners. I don't know him personally other than through this, and I'm sure he's probably jumping on at some point. He said he was. We were talking about this exact point. Now, he hasn't used his boost yet. He's got air on the bench, but if he went for his two-player trade without including air, he's stuck with about 220, so just not enough to really get anybody with that second trade. Throw something out a little bit crazy. Is it worth the risk to go air down to a Taron Armstrong? You're going to get a donut. I get it, but you get ahead of the game with somebody that you know you're going to bring in, and now all of a sudden that 220 goes up to what? 290? with about a 70,000 or so difference. And now you can actually start getting your Cummings, your Brown, uh, if I'm right, or someone in that in that yep. ilk. Um, thoughts or too risky? That's, that's not boost worthy for me. Like boost worthy has to get you some results this week. You can just do that next week. Um, yeah, I don't think that that's worth it as long as it's no, but a you, boost. No, but you can't. But you can't do it next week because now he can't get it. He can't get a player with that second with that second amount. That two twenty is killing him. That's but my point. I can't find him the money. He can get Shayili. Shayili's two hundred and twelve k. Yeah. Like that's that's the only answer I think. Because um, yeah. Trey Kell's too expensive. Yeah, I just think Shayili mm. is the answer if you've got two twenty. I'll tell you what the answer isn't, and it's what Rob's mate, the AFL lying toilet, or a flying toilet as the rest of us like to call him, has said Matt Kenyon. That is possibly the worst suggestion I've ever heard on this show. This is a guy who can't shoot. 
This is a <laughs> tell me you're joking, man. This is this is a terrible call, right? No, I don't want to. I don't. I really didn't want to cut you off. I, I think you've taken a breath, and I didn't want you to. All I was doing was marking down twenty-four minutes and eleven seconds, and sending it to Nathan Brain for one of our amazing Twitter clips that he puts up for us. Because <laughs> he means TikTok. I, I'm, I'm liking the fact that you're launching. It's good. You've got. We've got a hammer Actually, launch. We, we've got a new segment. Going. Speaking of segments, and you talk about Ben Air, and you're saying, oh, you know, it could be the last time we play that soundbite. Surely somebody's given him here a little bit of a ring and said, you got a soundbite on the Inside Fantasy Sport podcast, and he is stoked regardless of what happens next in his career. <laughs> Mate, that's Hudson to, Young that's love. To, that's something to tip your hat to. Absolutely. <laughs> Hudson um, Young loved my NRL TikTok, so it's only, no. it's only fair that Ben Air gets in. All right, time to talk about my favorite team and Hammer's favorite team, Perth and Adelaide. <laughs> we, <laughs> you, you were waiting for that one. Where was it going? Because it ain't the Jam Jackers. We, we know Jack, the Jack Jumpers are definitely your team. Uh, Adelaide v. Perth. Um, we talked about it a little bit at the top of the show, how Sars still got his break-even of two. Makes sense for me to just keep him on your bench. He's every chance of making 20-plus K this week. Um Hammer, you've talked about this player a lot. What are we doing or what are you doing with the Henschel? I think you said you mentioned you're holding him, but let's talk that out. Mate, I, it's not by choice. I just don't have the trades to do anything with it. I was potentially looking at bringing Bannon in uh, for Henschel into that forward spot. He's still a few weeks away, but I just don't have a spare trade up my sleeve. Got to get rid of air. Got, got to get rid of Henschel. There's too much to do and too little trades to do it with. I still think he's one of the best, like, cheap bench players going around that you don't have to move him just yet. It, it, it might be that point of, like, the player I just talked about before, a Taron Armstrong or somebody like that, but he's still going to break even at six. He's still going to make a bit of coin. He's not hurting you on the bench, and there's no one else to bring in, especially when you need to get your starters up. So I also just love his flexibility between guard forward. He made 2K last week. Playing. Yeah. He made 2K yeah. last week. Yeah, I'm okay with him sitting there. I got no problem with it. Um, yep. The only one, so you guys are both looking at me like stun mullets. I'll, 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 I'll get to the next point that I have here. Um, we'll talk to me about, well, let's get into Adelaide. I don't want to talk too much about, we'll get into most traded in and traded out, but we, I think we have to mention him. I mean, Flowers is right up there right now as I think the second most traded in player this week. I'm pretty sure, Hammer, you gave him the round four fool's gold stamp this week. When you see players and coaches bringing him in, What's the first word that comes to your mind or first phrase? Uh, yeah, look, this is terrible, man. Not only has he not performed all year, he has one breakout game. But this week, they now have DJ Vasiljevic in the guard rotation, which is going to affect him even more. It's, it's not a good play. I don't rate it. Matt? Yeah. Um, one word that sticks into my head is dog shit. Um, yeah. Honestly, like, you've just got to, like, you can't add this bloke. Like, I know he's on a double game week. I know he's got a negative break even. Um, but it's not even rocks or diamonds. It's rocks or rocks. All right. I want to touch on the what I think is the game of the week. Sydney versus Tassie. Um, Doyle. Now, I have this issue at the moment, and I'm looking at your notes here, Maddie. Is Doyle too expensive to keep on a single game week, keeping in mind that he's got the double next week? For me, the answer is no. I'm more than happy keeping him, and I think he puts up enough points for me to to warrant him just being there on a single game week. 
Hammer? Uh, I had a look at keeping him. I don't think it's it's too expensive. I just think you've got better options. Like next week, you've got some good guards. You can downgrade that price tag. I mean, look, next week, you, you bring in, you could bring in Crawford, uh, Justin Robinson, Parker Jackson Cartwright. There is a lot more that you could get at a lower price and free up some cash for uh, to spend elsewhere. And that's sort of where my team's at. I'm, I'm pretty solid in the guards. My forwards are probably my weakest position. So I'm going to look at moving uh, Doyle on and I'll have enough to cover him next week with two pretty solid guards. So... If you've got the guards at the moment to keep him, go go for it. He's, he's not. He's probably one of the only players you can keep on a single. But yeah, I'm not going to be doing it. You go, Matt, and then and then I want to add another point as well. Look, yeah, no, I'm probably cool with holding Doyle because there's a double game week next week. He's just come off an absolute rip snorter. Basically, anyone that had a good week had Doyle. It's just because of the double next week. I think that he's a trade out after that. So. See, the other thing I'll say to you is next week, if we look forward to next week, and I don't want to dabble too much into where we're going to go with our with our other shows, but I actually think next week might be one of the first weeks that I actually start using my trades more from my bench players that have maybe maxed out a little bit of cash and points. When you start looking at his, I mean, he's a possible starter. Clintman could come in. Uh, Taron Armstrong could come in. This is when I start moving my bench players. And that's why I'm actually taking the hit this week with a Doyle and PJC. And they can just sit there next week. And I'm going to take a bit of a hit, but I'm going to start to upgrade some of those ones on the side who I think are the next cash grabs for me. You're right there, Rob. It's, it's a reset period in the, in the schedule where you've let these first guys with a strong schedule run their course, get their coin, and now you've got Cairns and New Zealand coming back into the fold where they haven't had their first or second price rises yet. And you can sort of reset and go off on that cash grab run again. So... Probably a good point to be doing that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm re- I, look, I'm sitting 240. I'm absolutely a lock to drop, but I think that sets me up for that next boost to like go up again. Um, yeah. I, look, it's a risk. I love, you, yeah, you go. I love what you said there, but like, what I take a little bit of offense to is you say you might bring in Taron Armstrong or Bobby Clintman. <laughs> I think all three of us are 100 bringing in Taron Armstrong and Bobby Clintman. They are I, yeah. fucking like. I may as well just like when people log in for that week of this show, it's just going to show trading out Mitch Creek, trading out Gary Brown, and just bringing in those two guys. I think. It's nearly like this next week's show. We're legitimately talking about what you need to plan for for the future. This is what we're doing this week. Now let's start talking about the why and who else you need to be looking at in your in your pairings of your trades. Let's also not forget, um, you can max out your trades every week, but that leaves you a tiny bit short, I think, from the last round. So there has to be a point. And what point are you looking at to, what, use one trade or even no trades uh, to make sure that you can continue to max out? I think we've all got a little bit of, AFL fantasy mindset at the moment where you get two trades every week and you get your your four boosts or whatever it is, where at some point we have to look at what are the weeks going to be when we don't use a trade? Because you're spot on. I think those players are just going to be locked players to bring in as we move forward. We've got, we've got some really good questions uh, really relevant good question. to this game. Yeah. Um, and... Um, Matty Thomas is in the chat um, saying that out of Doyle and J-Rob, and I'll point this to Hammer because I know that you've had both, um, who do we keep if you plan on trading one out? I think it's pretty dependent on who you bring in. 
and how much cash he's sitting on. I've, I've taken Doyle out to bring uh, Gary Brown in, both sort of that 330 to 360K players. I couldn't bring in Gary Brown by trading Justin Robinson out. If I could have kept Doyle, I would have. That's sort of what it came down to. Doyle's the player I like better out of him and Robinson, but cash-wise, it wasn't going to work. So that's sort of what it comes down to for me. Also, mate, you've lit up a flying toilet once today. Um, Would you like to try again? Um, uh, A flying toilet thinks Clintman might be fool's gold. And it's not really a hot take. Um, I don't. Uh, a flying toilet seems like a like a genuine bloke. I don't think he's trading in um, Trenton Flowers this week. But hammer, take well, him on. Um, I say this semi regularly. You're entitled to your wrong opinion, and I'll tell you why. Bobby <laughs> Clintman has a crazy low break. Even the guy scores all over the place. That Cairns team is riddled with injuries and sickness. The schedule is getting hot. He's a sit and forget for at least the next five or six weeks. He's, yeah, man, he's not fool's gold. He'll he'll give you something. No, no, I'm interesting. Like, cause it's not the only person popping in the chat. So, um, please let us know what you think of Hammer's takes. Um, why it's wrong. Um, yeah. Come at us. Like, the break-even's nice, but not sure he will keep up anything close to this. Uh, Coach G's coming in. Like, Clintman's not it. Um, and I suppose the questions are around, like, the the uh, Menenga, your Gak, your Wardenberg. Uh, Wardenberg has impressed. Um, but, yeah, look, there's there's a lot of questions there. I think, I think the think other part is the price tag. Like, Clintman's going to come in with a price tag of about 180K, 160K, something like that. I don't think you're going to get yep. any more value in that price range, he's going to keep rising and he'll give you the production and allow you to spend it elsewhere. So, you know, sometimes it's not what you spend, it's what you save. Hey, Matrix. Oh, look, I'm glad that I'm glad that you've come in with that. It's not even me that says it the most now. But... <laughs> um, I think but, someone's looking look, to steal your gig, though. I look, uh, someone's looking to steal your gig in breaking news. I'm not sure if you guys have heard this one or where Liam's pulled this one as well, but Liam's throwing in there that Taryn's still in a moon boot again, guys. Uh, so we're talking heavily about it. Is that just precautionary because they still don't have a game this week, or do we actually think he's a chance to not play? Look, no, yeah, that's called karma. Yeah. Yeah. And he might not. Um, look, we don't endorse what Liam says, but there is some news coming out. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll tackle it as it come across, and you can follow us all on Twitter and the Insight Fantasy Sports page. Um, but Tasmania is playing Sydney this week, and we were talking about Sydney players all week. Like, you, Jalen Adams um, – was a name that got thrown around a lot. Um, Valentine got thrown around a lot. Did we all trade out Valentine this week? Um, I know we're going to chat about our trades, but like Valentine's a guy that actually managed to lose cash from 277K and an absolute ripper game in his first game. He catfished me. Did he catfish you guys? 100%. He's not a guy I even want to see on the super coach platform anymore after what he did to me. And I know Rob, Rob loves him. We, we talked last episode about how he's, you know, the, the ex-girlfriend that keeps coming back and, you know, says, says she'll change, but never does. And that's where it's at. 
No, I, I'm I'm not in that realm at all. I'm in the realm of he gave me consistency, albeit some of it bad or not what we wanted. You guys are the ones. You guys, out of the 10 comments you guys gave me, nine have been absolutely spot on. That was actually the one guy I wasn't going to go with based off the fact that I still didn't quite agree with. I wanted to see him shoot more. I wanted to see at least I had that defensive defense mechanism that if, um, you know, he still puts up 10 points and we kind of move on from there. But your points weren't wrong that he's still a guy that could fill the stat sheet and get the points based off other areas. But for some reason, if he doesn't get the assists or he doesn't get the rebounds, then he was kind of dog poop. Like, do you know what, what I mean? I'm, so, yeah. What I'm seeing with him is his role isn't clear. With Jalen Adams back, it's Jalen Adams' team. And, and he's sort of in this off guard, you know, I, I'm not ball dominant, where do I fit in kind of position. And he's sort of dabbling in a, in a few areas, but he's not the man on that team and that's what's hurting him. Yeah, or not able to do what his best thing is because of that. Yeah, yeah spot on. 100%. Like, and I mean, this isn't Shawshank Redemption. It's not, you know, Denzel Washington. I don't want to borrow this guy. Like Denzel Washington got out of jail in that one. Denzel Valentine is in Supercoach jail for me. He's never coming back. No. Mate, mate you are going to... I just want to just, I got to put you out there for a second and like, you're going to get hit up for racial slurs that not all black actors look the same. Denzel Washington was not in Shawshank Redemption. Okay. You're mixing them up. <laughs> you are <What>? mixing. <laughs> it wasn't me. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, I'm, I'm going to use my phrase because I can't think of anything. But we need to move on to something else because that is horrendous. <laughs> And I'm going to clip that because it is one of the greatest movies of all time. And let's 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 kick on to most traded out and most no, traded. No, we didn't. We missed the game again. Melbourne versus New Zealand, and we haven't talked about Parker Jackson Cartwright. Uh, we we have talked about Parker Jackson Cartwright, but Melbourne is playing New Zealand, um, mate. Melbourne's playing the second game. This is New Zealand's one game. The only guy you can really consider from New Zealand is Parker Jackson Cartwright. We've talked about our love for him, his negative 14 break even, and a guy that we want on our team. Uh, but tell us about Ian Clark, Rob. I'll tell you about Ian Clark. I'll also tell you about the notes that I have, and that game is not written right there, so not my fault. Ian Clark. Well, you guys got you guys ragged me out a little bit. I'm like, well, I'm talking about that his role is going to lift. I think he's going to come on and be more offensive off the bench. I think he's every chance to to raise up his numbers and at his price. He's somebody to look at if you want to go with a bit of a POD. We can't keep selecting the same players all the time. If we did that, we'll all just be sticking in the same position that we are. So let's watch this space and see if he steps up. He probably won't, but it's good dance. <laughs> There's a few other things to watch in this game, though, Matrix. And one of them is Zylan Cheatham. Now, in his first two games, I think he's had 11 and 17. Hasn't lit the world on fire. But he does pass the eye test. And in preseason, he was good. So he's one I'm going to be looking at for when he has that price drop to see if we can bring him in. And potentially even uh, Will McDowell-White. He's still got the keys on that team. And a little bit more expensive, but great schedule. Yeah, that schedule really opens up for New Zealand. And you'll find that we haven't really talked about New Zealand or Cairns, and that's only because their schedule gets so great come next week. Uh, we're already planning ahead with uh, Parker Jackson Cartwright, or a lot of the Supercoach community are. Um, 
yeah, Will McDowell-White and... Look, I hadn't really considered Zylan, but if he does drop in cash, then yeah, he could be an option, hey, mate? Yeah, not right now because he will drop. He's had some shocking scores, but if he can even out, he's definitely a sort of a watch and see. Yeah. Um, do you think Galloway's a hold with a break even of six? Like, surely you just keep going, keep that cash generation going. As in Sydney one? Yeah, Sydney one. I've just got to bring him up. Uh, yeah, but I don't know how long he can hold it for past this week. The, the Sydney yeah. schedule is not great. The um, And then he's, he's coming up towards, the, he's what, about 240K at the moment? Uh, yeah. Like, what's the ceiling on that with Hogue, you know, in the wings to come back soon? You know, you, you don't want to hold him too long and be, be left holding the baby. Guys, I want to get on to most traded out and most traded in. We'll go through this quickly because we're getting some absolute epic questions in our comments. We've also got a few more segments that we want to get through as well. We've touched on quite a lot of these players. Uh, most traded out, uh, Valentine, who we just spoke about, he's in 12% of trades. Dally's in 8% of trades. J-Rob's in 6.5. Sam McDaniel, Bryce Cotton as well, and Ben Eyre and, and Doyle sort of round out the top seven. Uh, anyone there shock you? I mean, Pinder's in there as well, Henschel and Kyron Galloway to make out the top 10. Anyone shock you in that most traded out? Hammer? Not really. I think most of them are coming into poorer schedules or are super expensive and, and you look to use the cash to, to bring in some guys with a more relevant uh, set of games coming up. Anyone for you, most Patrick, of those, most in? All of those seven players would be a trade-out if if I own them. Like, if I had all those players and I have seven trade-outs, I would be trading them out. Um, look, Kyron Galloway with a break-even of 22. I think that he can probably cover it if you're in the um, – if you're trying to trade them out. And, yeah, I'd be okay with trading a Ben Henschel out. He's the ninth most traded out. But, like, what are you doing? 70k like you're probably not going to get much better i'm unsure there's a few different names in the traded in that's for sure we already touched on trenton flowers are sitting there at number two i mean pjc it's obviously got to do with his break even he's sitting at number one albeit with a single game uh single game week chris goulding is sitting at four he's in he's in 6.2 is in 863 trade ins this week I find it interesting that Huck Porty is still sitting there at number five, considering the breaking news at the top of this show. Um, Gary Brown, Will Cummings, Jonah Bolden sitting at eight. I think that's an interesting question that I want to throw to you before as well. Jalen Galloway with his break even and Jacob Wiley. But Jonah Bolden is an interesting one. Like, Where do you sit, Matrix, with Bolden versus Hunter? Are you taking a risk on any of them with the way that they're currently playing? I would be okay with it, but they've got two single game weeks in a row. So that just puts a little, you know, sharpie through them both. Hammer? Yeah, I don't hold any of them currently, but um, it's the schedule. I, I don't think they're bad, and if you've got them, hold them, but I wouldn't be bringing them in. There's better options with better schedules, but if you hold them, they're both still making money, and if you can hold them on your bench, they're... They're worth keeping. Yep. 
Uh, two more segments for me, guys, and then I'm going to throw to you to go and answer some questions. I might have to step out. It's been a good show. We're going hitting that 45-minute mark. I'm going to step out of the hour mark, but I think it's really important that we start to get into our trades. What do we think about our trades and also our captain's thoughts? Maddie, I know you're a little bit more locked than, uh, than Hammer and I at the moment, so do you want to kick us off? Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. Yeah, look, I I am pretty cued in with my trades because do you want to know two guys that I hate right now? Justin Robinson and Denzel. Um, so let's get Parker Jackson Cartwright and Gaz Brown in. Uh, Gaz Brown's had 1.2 points per minute, and that's what made the decision over Cummins easier. Um, the same, like, Ben Eyre being out can only benefit both these guys. I've already had Creek in my team, which probably helped, probably made me take a bit of a hit last week. Um, and you know what? I'm excited to have Creek in my team. I've got four double game week players with Parker Jackson Cartwright, who's basically getting brought in for cash generation. But for me, a guy that can make that money and score well, it's just really hard to overlook him. Again, with 13% of the, it's like not a pod move with 13% of the community doing it. If I boost, it'll be going Ben Air to Shea Illy. And the only reason I'm doing that is because Delhi's out. Shea Illy was really good with um Shea Illy was really good with Delhi out. Shea Illy was ordinary. He only got eleven in that first game last week. But you know what? He come good in the second game. He's 220k. I had 90k in the bank. Um Ben Air's gonna get me donuts this week. I'm wondering if a boost to Shea Ely with a double game week this week, with a double game week next week, and it looking like Delhi's not back this week or next week. We don't really know, but no news has come out on that front. Um, Shea Ely could be a really good play. I'd boost it. Yeah, yep. boost it. I haven't agreed with the flying toilet much tonight, but he's saying boost, and I'm going to back him in here, man. Give, give it a go. He's going oh, go to boost the Matt Kenyon, yeah. man. Uh, Hammer, where's your side looking? Oh, wait, sorry, Matrix, who are you captaining in this week? Oh, hold on a second. Who captain my captain? Me. Who captain my captain? Um, my captain's going to be Mitch Creek. Um, it's mad not to. I've saved him. I've lost cash on him every week. I've had him from day one. Uh, he's going to... Leave my team next week, but this week I'm gonna captain him, and I tell you what, he's gonna he's gonna pull me up the ranks. I I, I feel like we need to cue it for everyone. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw to Hammer now. Hammer, tell us about your trade. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. Yeah, look, I'm on the clock. Uh, I'm gonna bring in Gary Brown for Milton Doyle, which is gonna give me Gary Brown and Will Cummings at my two guard positions. I'm going to leave Ariel Hakpordi at centre, uh, even with the looming JLA news. Uh, and my two forward positions, I've got Luke Travers, and it's looking like at the moment I'm trading at Denzel Valentine for... Uh, I'm, I'm possibly looking at uh, Jacob Wiley, but can anyone tell me, is Trey Kell guard forward eligible or just guard? No, nah, just guard. Nice. 
Just Jacob yeah. Wiley, Jacob Wiley forward center at 273k. And Trey yeah, Cowell well, is just a guard at 285. It's that forward spot that, that's got me tripping a bit. Uh Bubbles is potentially a guard forward play there, but I've still got Justin Robinson on the bench, which is what we talked about earlier with not being able to bring Parker Jackson Cartwright in. I could just, the reason I was pointing at Matrix just then, I can hear his brain just starts thinking about sound bites. Got me tripping. I can just, I can feel it. I know, I knew exactly what he was thinking as that one was going on. Um, yeah. And Matty, be ready. We're going to go with who's your captain going to be this week? Well, captain, my captain. My captain, my captain is going to be Gary Brown, which was was part of the reason of bringing him in. I I feel like he's the only real captain option outside of Mitch Creek this week. Yeah, nice. Look, we won't do the soundbites for me. I'll dive straight into this one. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. I apologize. My mute gets automatically muted when that happens as well. So I can't keep talking over it either. Uh, We've talked a little bit about my trades. I am moving on the two Sydney Kings players in Valentine and Adams, just due to scheduling mainly for Adams. Um, And I'll be bringing in Mitch Creek because I need to fill that forward spot as well. I think that's a really important spot for me, as I talked about with a huge amount of guards coming forward. Two options for me were either bringing in due to money would be Trey Kell or I'm going to go, but I think I'm more likely going to go PJC. Reason, Trey Kell averaging, if I go off the rule of averages, he's going to score about 50 points this week and PJC is going to at least score me. I mean, he's averaging 43. I don't expect him to get that against Melbourne, but I reckon he might give me at least 40 for the 10 point difference and having him ready for next week and the money that he's about to grab. I'm happy to take that hit. So I'll be sitting with Mitch Creek, Luke Travers. I'm going to stick with Huck Porty at the moment as well in the center. I've got Doyle and I've got PJC, which gets me really ready for next week. Uh, along my bench, I'm still sitting there with Saar, uh, Galloway for his money, Oldbridge is in the center, and Norton and Henschel in the guard spots at the moment. So definitely see myself dropping a little bit this week, but I think it really sets me up for what's to come. My s- captain? Captain, my captain. For me, it's an absolute no-brainer. It has to be Mitch Creek. I don't really have a choice in this situation. Creek, I think, is my best double game week player this week. It'd be between him or Travers, but I think Creek's the one to get the job done. Uh, so he'll be my captain this week. Um, After we finish that, like, I love it. I think that I rate all your trades. I think that I, I do need to boost, and you guys have used them, so... Um, yeah, not going PJC Hammer. No, we talked about this. This was, I would have loved to have brought him in and I've been high on him all week and the, the price rise and everything, but with Justin Robinson already there, I've run out of trades. Yep. And that's fair. While yep. we're talking trades and I know we're going to get to questions, Corey, I actually did give you a, an acknowledgement early, but here's exactly what we were talking about. He's found a new trade idea with Creek, Illy, and Armstrong for Delhi, Air, and Valentine. Really quickly, do you want to summarize, Matt, why you don't think the Armstrong move is the right one right now? Look, we're just not 100% sure whether he's going to play next week. Um, If that generates the cash to do the other trades, then yes, I completely understand doing it. 
but I would advise you to try and not go air to Armstrong to start off with. At least air's playing in a single game week next week. I think it's question time. Are we going to open up the floor? Is that where we're at? It's question time. Let's answer your questions for the week ahead. <laughs> I love it. I, I also just love that it's not mentioned in any of our semi-rehearsals at the start, and I have no idea what's coming. It's always, I don't it's rehearse, always, my friend. It's always good. I'm having a look at some of the ones we starred. Uh, we star a lot of comedy along the way. I really like it. Uh, Cummings or Brown... Cummings or Brown for captain alongside Creek? I'll go to you, Hammer, because I know you've got a few of these players. Yeah, look, for me, Brown's it, uh, especially with the matchups. I Playing Adelaide, Jacob Wiley on Creek, I don't hate that matchup for Adelaide. I, I think Adelaide have struggled to contain guards and and Brown's finding his form. He He's going to go big and he's got big source back this weekend, which gives him another target for assists and yeah, that's who I'm backing in. I like I would choose Brown over Cummings. I'm electing to bring in I can afford either. I'm electing to bring in Brown over Cummings this week, but I just don't understand why you wouldn't captain Creek. So this is an interesting one. We mentioned this obviously brought in uh this is now looking obviously a bit forward. We we haven't talked too much about New Zealand, but we're about to get there. What's your thoughts on this? Do we think Lamb from New Zealand will find his way into our teams at some point? Hammer, you're shaking your head? Bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen a lot of him, to be honest. But from the, from what I have seen, I think he'd be one of those players who comes in and helps the team a lot, but probably doesn't have the impact where after fantasy was. There's two that Are oh, you go, Matt? Do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, no, no. I, I agree with that. I was just laughing at um, how does Hammer have the motivation to never skip arm day, especially after carrying the whole podcast the whole time. Uh, tell us your thoughts. No, loosely no, named, okay. Loosely named amusement uh, productions there is what, I, is what I thought. He's amused us. Is this one of your burner accounts, Matty? There's a lot of comments here. I can't put them all up, but there was there was some really good chat going on the side about Jalen Galloway um, and what to do with him and when to move him. Um, obviously, you're going to hold him now. People are starting to talk about moving him in round five. Some people are mentioning about moving him in round six. I think for me, he's, he's getting moved after their uh, double game week for me. That's when I'll be moving him. Anyone else? I Thoughts? think it depends you guys on the if you can afford to hold him on the bench and he's not losing money when you've got to do trades somewhere else on your roster, cool. But if you can find extra value coming in, I think you will with um, with Cairns coming back. Like a Clintman, um, you know, even some of the guys with, with New Zealand, you can't hold on to things too long. You know, you've got to jump on the next guy who's going to have that steeper cash build trajectory um, you know, they've run their course. Yeah. No, now that I look at it, I, I'm, I'm wrong. Uh, next week, he'll be out for me. I know they have a double game week in round two, but for exactly what you just said, because straight after that, round seven, round eight, round nine, they're into single game weeks. I think he's my player that I'm going to have to move for someone exactly like a Clintman, possibly put Clintman on the bench 
Travers and Creek to still hold maybe that starter position until their double game weeks finish, and then do a little bit of a we're talking and- we're talking Jalen, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that, I think the thing is like when you have a bloke like this, like we never know when he's going to pop off for forty. So you just have him getting you that cash generation. He pops off for forty this week, and then we're talking about keeping him for another week. I don't think it's a decision you need to make this week. I no. think the discussion we need to have is let's see how he goes this week. If he covers his break even, he's going to be sitting at a 20 break even again. He's keeps scoring 20. Sometimes he scores 40s. Um, he got a 50 on a double game week. We don't need to stress about him. I think when we need to stress about him is when we get 10 or when DJ Hogue comes back. I, I still, I still think, yeah. I still think there's a problem. I actually think you're going to be having a look at it sooner than you think, especially if you've taken the moves with my starters that I have this week. you got a guy in Bobby Clintman who's going to be a break-even of minus 27 at 167,000K. Galloway, yes, he's going to keep going up, but what? He could jump up to 250,000 after this week. I think it's time to get ready for that schedule and make that move. There's like 90K I'm about to make for someone who's sitting on my bench that I'm only getting half their score anyway. To get that scheduling ready as I move on, sometimes you just gotta you gotta make the call and make the trade. Um, especially when what are you holding for a double game week that he sits on your bench? I just don't think he gets you anything. But if he if he scores a forty this week, I'm holding on to him. Like Hammersand, don't fall in love. If he scores forty this week, I might you know I might throw the bag at him. Man, yeah. But you're the kind of guy who tells a girl you love her on the first date. You, you gotta play. I'm really not. Let it go at some point. I'm really not. I might play hard to get. I might put her in my. Uh, I might. Sorry. I might put him in my trade out plans, but then undo changes a little later on. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> See, because for me, because for me, when you get to round six, you're definitely moving Huck Porty, and you're definitely moving Travers. So I need to make that move before then, and uh, and off we go with our starters list. So I think as much as it hurts, I'm not keeping a guy just for a double game week on the bench for all those monetary reasons I said and the point reasons. So for me, yeah, if I'm looking forward to round six when when Melbourne move into what is a five week of single game week, it could even be six. My if my eyes deceive me, Travers and Huck Porty are gone. There's my two trades for the week, ready to up my starters. I've already done the Galloway move, so I'm good to go. Boys, I'm going to let you have fun for the next whatever. I'm a little bit nervous for everybody. This is your time to, uh, you know, Matrix goes into the hot seat, so anything could happen here. For anyone who's listening to us on uh, Spotify, Apple, make sure you please uh, put a review, click like, subscribe, all those kind of things. Um, for anybody else, this might be the time to switch off if you're on the uh, the audio medium right now because I think this might be just entertaining for the visual medium. But Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. i got to jump off because I'm heading out. See you, boys. Enjoy. Cheerio. Anyway. <laughs> and upgraded to the um, top yeah. speed. Yeah, fuck. You deserve it too. <laughs> I don't even know what that guy was doing on the show. We were so good without him. Um, but Global's asking if Big Source is back and who does that help the most? Lead us into it, Gary brother. Brown? Probably Gary Brown. Yeah, I think they've struggled without a genuine big. Tyler Cook was – he was great. We both saw him live in the preseason. He teased us through the first couple of rounds. The injury 
just crushed us. But he never really lived up to what he should have, right? Yeah, I expected 40 a week from what I saw in the preseason. And then you turned on to, like, actual games that mattered. And he just couldn't do it. No. So, Source comes back. This is a guy who's had a year in the league. He has been training the last couple of weeks. So, hopefully, the the legs are under him. We do have Gorjak Gak back, who wasn't great last week, but it's probably better for the run. But Source, we're forgetting, was the best fantasy player across the platform last year. The, the guy goes. Do you think that was due to the fact that with fantasy, um, offensive rebounds was worth a lot more? Just remember, defensive and offensive rebounds are worth exactly the same. And he definitely didn't come in as the most expensive player, which means he's probably not the best super coach player. No, but he's top four or five price-wise, wasn't he? He's, he's up there. Yeah. When they've translated. Up there with Pinder. And for for a big, he does get some assist numbers. Yep. Um, agree, agree with you. Let's move on. And Boogie X, um, after some very lovely comments throughout the show, um, let's not talk about the Broncos choking ones that uh, Boogie X threw out a little earlier. Um, but he's asking, uh, should he captain Travis or trade for Creek from Valentine and set him as their captain? Your thoughts, Hammer? Uh, I wouldn't be captaining Travers. It's ballsy. It is ballsy. Um, We touched on it earlier. JLA JLA is back. That's going to impact Travers. Delhi's out. Rob Rob thinks it's going to benefit him. I don't know. The ball probably doesn't move around as well with Illy. Maybe it's in Travers' hand a bit more. I'm not making that move. I'm too scared. Yep. I'd be scared too, but I suppose fortune does favour the brave. Um, I would be getting Creek in, to be honest. I had planned. I'd been sitting Creek on a single game week just to get just to get them in um, for to captain this week. Creek's out for me next week, but yeah, no, Creek's a set and forget captain. I think this week. Um, let's look at Rob's burner account. Rob's punk. Um, he's got two trades only for him. Um, Milton, the King out for Brown and, uh, PJB, PBJ in for Delhi. Okay. That's Parker Jackson Cartwright nearly got there. Um, in for Delhi. Um, he's got Justin Robinson on his bench. Do I know what his break even is? And I don't think a boost will be worth it. His break even is in and around that very early forties, which we've actually seen him hit that score this year. I wouldn't be too worried about it. Even if he comes out and gets a 35, I think that's a good result and it saves you a boost, Robs. Do you agree? Yeah, agree. I'd back it in. Um, uh, Chris Scissors, or Chris Yours, is asking whether Craig to Clintman, do you think that's a future potential trade, like looking towards next week? That's going to save you a lot of cash. 100%. Clintman's going to be the PJC of next week. He'll be most traded in. Uh, and if you're downgrading from Creek, you're going to have 200K or so to play with elsewhere on your roster. And so you start to think about what you can do with that. Um, you can start to solidify your bench. So you can start to bring guys to substitute rather than trading some weeks. And you can really start to make some moves. 
And we have a, a couple chats about bubbles um, and Global saying having dual position is incredibly valuable. And you brought that up. Do you think he could get to 50 this week? Because he is coming off, like, I think a couple of 26s in a row. And he's so point dependent. Um, do you think Delhi being out helps or hurts uh, bubbles? What's your thoughts? Uh, I just don't see Bubbles doing any more than that sort of mid-20s. Like, he's been scoring, what, 18, 19 actual points per game. Maybe a turnover takes him down to a couple of rebounds, a couple of assists. I, I don't see him getting more than, like, 30 unless he scores 30. Yeah, and it's it's hard to score 30 in the NBL. Like, it's no NBA. There's, it's not a 48-minute game. Oh, we're playing by FIBA rules. Um, 40 minutes, it's hard to get 30. You've been there. Yeah, I'm forgetting, though, that Bubbles is the only guy to drop 50 in the modern era since they <laughs> went to those sort of games. True, true. Um, but he's also uh, 34 years old. so Ancient. Um, let's go back to a flying toilet. And I know you threw some shade in, but I've, I reckon he's a great bloke uh, from everything I've seen. Um, and yes, I am playing hard to get, but uh, in my Broncos jersey, it could be easier than you think. Um, David, yeah, David Goggins is in there saying Aaron Bain never dies. Um, he never did anything wrong. Hashtag free Bain. Look, I I agree. Let let him go. Can I be completely honest? The coach should be suspended as well. But uh, let's just leave that. Um, Corey Blackledge is bringing in Wiley and Illy for Delhi and Valentine to save 52K just for two trades. Sounds elite, my friend. That's some good trades. Don't hate it. Um, Can you please update your Wi-Fi? Um, If not for me, just for David Goggins in the chat. I'll work on it. (laughs) Um, Look, only in your – only in – you know, your library. Uh, But Nathan has mentioned who's better, Doyle or Parker Jackson Cartwright. I would say that they're both probably just as high of a chance of that sort of 50, 60 super coach point game as the next person. But I just really like Parker Jackson Cartwright because he's probably on a little bit worse team and he's going to have to chuck up those shots if breakers are going to win games. Whereas I think Doyle have a few guys to fall back on. Don't you agree? Absolutely. It's And schedule coming up is a lot better for New Zealand. Uh, Parker Jackson Cartwright was one of the, the lone, you know, bright spots on a dismal tour to the US to play the NBA teams as well. So he's coming back with a bit of confidence. Chauncey Billups gave him a good rap after the Portland game. So, um, yeah, it's going all right. I think he's he's a lock there. And um, David's also mentioning, um, could you mention your boy Daddy Doyle? He never dies. Don't trade him out. Hashtag don't trade Doyle. Um, are you going to be trading him out? Is it a lock? Um, he's gone for me. Love him, but it's just a structural thing. Cash generation. I just didn't have the cash to keep him. But so man, we've got Theo. Him, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh, so we got Theo in the chat. He's the 432nd ranked player. Um, and his trades this week are Doyle, Delhi, and Travis out and Creek, Wiley, and Parker Jackson Cartwright in. I probably just struggle with the Travis out with this. 
I think that Travis is just as big of a chance of scoring well as probably a Wiley. So, and money-wise, they sort of make out. I just think you could save a boost and get exactly the same amount of game by going Doyle and Delhi out for Creek and Parker Jackson Cartwright. Your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, man. Look, Wiley, he's probably going to give you like high 20s at best. So let, let's call it 30. He gives you 60 on a double game. And let's say uh, Travis has one of his better games. He gives you 35. Like, for all that hassle and a boost, what are you? Only a you know a handful of points better off. I, I think it's better spent elsewhere later in the season. I just struggle with Chase. Like it's not that I wouldn't prefer a Wiley than a Travis. It's just there's just as good of a chance them both on a double game week. Trading out Travis on a double game week sounds like a rage trade, and we're here to talk you out of that, right? Yeah. Remember, though, Wiley, after this week, his schedule turns to pass, whereas Travis, you could potentially hold for a couple more weeks. So if, you, if you're getting him out this week or bring Wiley in this week, do you just have to make a trade next week to take him out again? And have you got that trade up your sleeve? So, yeah. Yeah, that's hard. Um, is there a world where you captain Huck Porty, Global's asking, and... Um... Go for it. No. No. Look, I don't think I would have captained him up until now. And with JLA back and JLA rumoured to not have any minutes restrictions, I think I think you've missed the boat on captaining Huck Porty and it's probably a good thing. Um, I love people taking, especially you on, like way more than I like it when they take me on. Um, but a flying toilet can't wait for Matt Kenyon to light up Adelaide tomorrow with no Ben Air, and um, and for you to eat your words. Any any final words for a flying toilet? Um, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow, so you can just realise how wrong you've been all night. Um, um Kenyon. That's basically what what Coach terrible. G said as well. Yeah. If I'm wrong, I will apologise to you personally on next week's show. How's that? I like it. I like it. And Corey Blackledge is back in. Is Sobe a trade this week, even though he has a double next week? Has two hard matchups and is really highly priced and he can get Parker Jackson Cartwright with a boost. Um, Look, I really like the thoughts and I know that you're working on a couple of other things and I really like your other trades. I just wonder if this isn't worth a boost. You might lose a bit of money on um, Sobe. You might have made a bit of money with Parker Jackson Cartwright. But you need to, in your own head, work out how much you think a boost is worth. And to me, that's 40K. If you think Sobe's going to drop to a certain point where he's losing 20 and Parker Jackson Cartwright is making 20, then maybe it's worth it. But to me, a boost is worth 40K. Have you had a, a thought about how much a boost is worth to you, Hammer? I haven't put a dollar value on it, but I've more gone along the line of what do I need to keep one up my sleeve for. So if I give you an example of a couple of seasons ago when we had that COVID-interrupted season, I held John Mooney as my captain with Perth 
And this isn't a platform that didn't have boosts, mind you. And all of a sudden, the borders locked down on WA and my captain doesn't play for the entire weekend. Couldn't do anything about it. And I'm hoping, I know there's not going to be any more lockdowns, but like anything like that, you can keep a boost up your sleeve for it, whether it's an injury or suspension like Baines. I just want to have one in my back pocket for, for something like that. And you have four. Like, you used your one on Taron. I'm using it as a luxury to get in Parker yeah. Jackson Cartwright this week. I think I find it really hard. And I think definitely if you've used one boost, this isn't worth it. But I wonder if you do have a boost. This could be worth it. But it's going to be hard. It's going to be a tough pill to swallow if next week you find yourself bringing in somebody like Sobe next week anyway. And it's just an absolute waste of a boost. How many rounds have we got, Matrix? Like 20 rounds? Something like that? 18? Yeah, 20. Yeah, yeah. it's in and around so that. Coming up towards round five, that's the a quarter of the way through. Use one boost a quarter. You should be thereabouts. Um, a flying toilet mentioned that Travis is due to break out. Watching Travis play, I genuinely believe this. He can feel the stat sheet. He is great. I did call him must-have at one stage throughout the uh, the rounds early. Look, every game, Travis is due to, to get a good score. The disappointing thing is he's played the last couple games and he hasn't scored really well. Um, we can only, you know, you're only as good as your last game. We can only work on what we've been given. Travis isn't a trade-out for me, but that's only because of double game weeks. If he was coming into a single game week, he'd be max gone for me. Yeah, he's he's teasing though, isn't he? Like last game, he had twenty one points, uh, super coach points at halftime, and finished with like twenty four or something. He's he's given you, you know, a, a great quarter, a great half, and he's just not going on with it. It's, when we say he's due, he just needs to put a whole four quarters together. Yep. No, I'd I'd love to see that. No, I think that. I'm personally completely fine with holding somebody like Travis because his floor seems to be 20 supercoach points. Hey, it's not going to lose you a ton of cash, is it? No. And while the schedule is good, great. A couple more rounds, then you're going to have to start looking at your exit. There's going to be better value. Um, Matty Granger's rank is 175. He just wants to get out there and brag because the only way is down from here. Um, Oliver's in the chat. Um, thoughts on Doyle and Valentine. Doyle, Valentine, and J-Rob out for Cummings, Creek, and Parker Jackson Cartwright. Also using his second boost. My issue is using your second boost with this. I think that I would save one of those guys and not use my second boost. Your thoughts, Hammer? Yeah. Look, bringing Cummings and Creek in with them both going to singles the next week, how are you going to manage that? Um, is there a plan around that? Jay Rob, look, I understand it. If I could bring Parker Jackson Cartwright in, I'd I'd probably get rid of Jay Rob. Um, but you know, either of them give you coverage for next week on doubles. But yeah, just make sure when you bring in too many of the same team, you got an exit strategy. Um, Theo's looking at boosting to get Creek in. I don't hate it, seeing as he's going to be your captain. Um, Jackson's saying that is Denzel Valentine a trade because his turnovers are making him go crazy. I don't hate a rage trade, especially with two single game weeks in a row. Um, yeah, get rid of him. 
Global saying is getting rid of Airworth a boost. In my opinion, it's only if you can get up to a Shea Illy. If you're going down to someone, I don't see anyone else in and around that 120K. I definitely wouldn't be getting rid of Air to get, a say, a Ruben Tarangi or anybody else that I see in and around that 120K. If you have the money in the bank to get boost to, to, boost to get Air to Shea Illy, it's worth it. Apart from that, just ride double donuts this week. Uh, we have Corey Blackledge just mentioned he doesn't know how to use the boost yes, and doesn't know how to use them as yet. Look, to be completely honest, none of us do. This is a new format. This is a new super coach. But the logic's there that there's 20 rounds. You've got four boosts. Um, if you want to make a run later on, uh, a lot of these guys that have used them early – I'm using one now, and I think I'm going to make up a lot of ground this week. Um, look, we've got Coach G, and we might be wrapping up the show in a second. Um, look, a flying toilet's pretty uh, ranked pretty high and just giving horrible advice so that we don't overtake him. Look, I'd love for a flying toilet to just come into the chat and let Coach G and Hammer know what he thinks. Um Negroth is asking, when does he get Alan Williams? Look, he's not going to change price this week. It's not this week, is my feeling. But if you've got some big balls, look, you could get him in. Um, it's just hard with people coming back from injury. I don't know how much sport, you know, Negroth assumes that you've played a little bit of sport. Look, coming back after an injury, you're not 100%. So you've got to imagine that he's just not 100% there and he's not going to meet his break-even, which is his scores from the previous year. So, um, Look, a flying toilet's in the 700s. The Book of Psalms is asking Brown or Creek. If you can afford them both, what would you be doing, Hammer? I know I've got Creek. What would you be yeah. doing if you could only bring in Gary Brown or Mitchell Creek? I think I'd go Brown. I think the ceiling's higher. Creek's now potentially going to be playing next to Alan Williams. Um, there's no air. Uh, I've got Brown. You've got Creek. That's probably the main reason. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't think you can go too far wrong. I think Brown has a, a higher ceiling. Creek, Creek will give you... A, Give you that 30. Yeah, I agree with you. And sorry, guys, I didn't quite pick up the name. I'm a little slow. I'm a little steady. Um, so, yeah, let's just call um, the uh, the bloke that grows knees. Let's just call him knee from now on. Um, look, there is a lot of guards out there right now, which makes it really exciting to to get in a Mitchell Creek or, or have a Mitchell Creek right now. Um, I think that's enough to wrap up the show. Um, as the great um, Rob Kennedy would say, we move on. Do you have any final words, Hammer? <laughs> oh, man, let's just leave it at that. I'm not going to steal Rob's thunder. Good luck this week, everyone. Uh, we will see you guys for the review show Monday. Look, I'm excited for Monday. Uh, you have listened to an Insight Fantasy Sports podcast. Cheerio. <laughs> Peace.